Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning ethics of the fathers, the Mishnah, the Pirkeavot, and we are in chapter 4, Mishnah 18, in which Rabbi Nehoria says, Exile yourself to a place of Torah and do not assume that it will come after you. For it is your colleagues who will cause it to remain with you and do not rely on your own understandings. So here we learn that, that in life a person that is a Torah scholar is regarded in very high regard and a person that is a Torah scholar is above everybody else because of where he is, because he dedicates his life to Torah learning and uh, he has an, a, an immense amount of knowledge of Torah, of life, of, of, of mystical things, of how the world runs, how the world works. So a person that is, in a, is a Torah scholar is in a very high regard. So uh, Rabbi, Rabbi Tversky, uh, in Visions of the Fathers, he explains it like, Today, there's many uh, real people that uh, people write biographies about them. And some of the biographies are not 100% accurate. Sometimes they put a little bit of fiction to make it more interesting. And, uh, and they don't tell the whole truth about a person. So that's okay when it's a fiction, when it's a fiction book, where a person is not gonna be your role model in life. But when it's regarding to Torah scholars that are people that are looked up to, they're role models, people follow them, then it's a different story. If you're gonna write a, a biography of one of these saintly people, you have to really be very accurate in, in, the, in, in everything that you write there because uh, his life really leads another person to a, a, a better life. So you cannot play with this. So, so he says here that we do not accept Torah teachings from any scholar whose dedication to Torah observance is incomplete. So also when a person is a Torah teacher or, or someone that is in a very high level, he has to live what he teaches. He cannot be blah, 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 and, and, and not teach, and not live what he teaches, because then that Torah that he's teaching is, is very flawed. Like, you cannot be teaching people to eat kosher and to live a, 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 a Shomer a Shabbat life if you yourself are not kosher and you don't keep Shabbat. So because it then, it doesn't come into a person's life as a truth. It comes as a fault, as a, a fake. So you have to be very, very careful when to which Torah teachers you listen to. If you are teaching Torah, you have to be very careful with this too. So for this reason, we may not fictionalize our historical Torah personalities any more than we made liberties with the teachings both are essential a distortion of Torah. So this is what, what the Rabbi Nahoria is telling us. And then uh, Rabbi Tversky comes to explain to us that every great rabbi that has ever been in this world, and we're talking like huge rabbis, like Shlomo Salman Auerbach, the Hofet Saim, Rabbi Kanievsky, uh, these Torah giants, they don't stand alone, they, they learned from someone else. So they're the continuation of someone else. 
and 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 they and they come one generation later they feel they're even less than their teacher so we see from here that even Ramban was effaced himself before the, the later, later authors of the Talmud, like he came after them. So the, 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 the authors of the Talmud were in a very high rank, higher than the rank of the Rambam. And then the ones that came after the Rambam are lower than the Rambam and so on till today. So, so we see here that, the, that, that, that when we follow these back to personalities in scripture, we realize in the relationship to the Sadiqim of earlier times, we are not even like a drop of water in, in the Pacific Ocean. Like if we compare ourselves to Moshe Rabbeinu, like we, we have no chance, really, because these people were great. And the difference between ourselves and the Torah personalities of the past is qualitative rather than quantitative. And the Talmud applies, aptly states, if the earlier generations were angels, then by comparison we are humans. But if the earlier generations were humans, then we are like donkeys. This is how it goes. And I remember a joke, I heard a joke once, of a man that goes into a plane, and he's a Jewish man, not, not religious, but he's a Jewish man, and he comes in with three kids. And he sees this re religious man sitting in the plane with 10 kids and his kids are like out of control. And he sees that the kids of the religious man are well behaved. They're, they're not running around the plane. They're not misbehaving. So like halfway into the flight, he goes to the religious man and he tells him, how do you do it? How did you teach your kids to behave the way they did? Do they do. He says, I'm going to tell you the difference between you and me. For your kids, uh, we come from the evolution. So for them, they come from a monkey. So they're much better than the monkey. So everything that comes before them is less than them. My kids come from Abraham, Isaac, and Yaakov. They are great patriarchs. So for them, anything that comes after them is less than them. So this is how I educate my kids. And this is what makes the difference. So this is what Rabbi Troyersky is trying to explain to us in a more detailed way. But basically is that we have to come to understand that the generations, the previous generations were in a higher standing than what we are right now. And, um, and when we read that the Tzadikim of earlier times sinned, because we read in the Torah, in the Tanakh, of great people that made boo-boos in their lives, we should be aware that the level of their sin is not like ours. So for example, Miriam was punished with Saraz, this spiritual disease because of Lashonara, of evil speech that used to occur in the times of the Mishkan and the times of the temple. A person would say not nice things about somebody and they would get this leprosy in their skin and she was afflicted with it and she was a tzadeka, she was a prophetess so how can it be that a person like Miriam gets uh, punished for Saras? what was that she said that was so bad and it came to be that when Moshe Rabbeinu was divorcing his wife Zipporah she commented to Aaron the brother why is he divorcing his wife and because she asked this question in her level it was sinful because she should have known that Moshe didn't do anything that God didn't ask him to do. So for a regular person like you and me, we say why such and such is divorcing their wife. 
you know, it's a question. We're not talking bad about anybody. Whatever comes after, that becomes Lashonara. But the question itself is not Lashonara. So we would not be punished to the extent of how Miriam was punished because her level of saintliness is much higher than us. So it's the same thing as a person that, uh, that uh, is a peasant and he makes a, a, a mistake that a person that is a jeweler that creates the crown for the king if he makes a mistake. So it's much bigger the, the, the punishment for the jeweler that makes the, the crown of the king than that of a peasant. So this is what this Mishnah is trying to explain to us and it's something in interesting to know and it's important to know that the, that the author of this Mishnah, Mishnah Rabbi Nehoriah, uh, is none other than Rabbi Elazar ben Arach of whom it is said that he was a greater scholar than all sages combined. Like he, ha he was like the biggest scholar of his time and what happened to him was that he decided to move out of the place where he used to live because of his wife and he went to live in a different place and there was no community there and there was no kolel and he was not learning and it happened to be that he forgot everything that he had learned he forgot every word of the Torah he forgot everything all the knowledge he had acquired during all those years had become it, it disappeared so this is why he writes this Mishnah because he understands the concept of, of, of moving far away from Torah scholars and from his own experience it, he, he knows that if he's not in the in the company of this type of people, then even him that had such a great mind could come to forget all his uh, erudition, all his knowledge. So a Torah scholar has to really be very careful in protecting himself uh, from, from not falling into the wrong place because he stands in a very high place. Uh, he is the light for the rest of us. He has a very big responsibility and, um, and he has to take care of that. Us ourselves, in a certain way, we also hold ourselves in these responsibilities in different areas of our life. So for example, if you're a, a father or a mother, you have a, a, a standard of a responsibility towards your kids and you cannot fall from that place. They're also looking at you, they're looking at how you behave, they're looking at how you live your life, they're looking to see what you say is what you do, and if you're truthful. And all these things really, uh, in, our, in our level, are also things to consider. So we should always be truthful, we should not um, write the, the fake story about ourselves, we should always be who we are and strive to always be in a high, high level and live a little higher. So I leave you here. Thank you.